Man, this is when hippies were hip. So listen, I interviewed Jim Caviezel a couple of weeks ago. I hate doing pre-records. And I said no originally, and then all of a sudden they said, oh, there's there's a time slot. And I said, fine. And then, oh, sorry, you can't. I get, you know, it's a lot of prep. you got to get ready. Yeah, you got to get all sure. the technical stuff. Oh, sorry, you can't do it. I'm like, Give me a break. This is why I don't. Oh, but you can do it tomorrow. Okay. No, it's today. It's today. It's fine. It's like when you're on a movie set. It's like the whole thing is hurry up and wait. Yes. So anyway, finally get him on the phone and and six minutes into the interview, his line drops. Don't. And so uh, his his buddy there, whatever, is on the line. He said, hold on. Let me get him back. So he gets him back. And I guess my software, I'm going to blame it on my stuff because I'm trying not to blame other people for things Especially in my world. if you're going to blame Jesus. <laughs> you can't do that. No. Uh, it. I guess it, I saw bars moving along, like, you know, bars. We, we, yeah, what do you know, call them? Sound waves. Meter. You know, yeah, the me- yeah. Anyway, uh, it looked right. like it was recording. It wasn't recording. Hmm. So I just want to share a little tender moment <laughs> by Drew Marshall. <laughs> I lost my mind for five minutes because I, I didn't look at it for two weeks. No. Pulled it out last night, started to edit it, and went, six minutes? Are you kidding me? Lost my mind. Mm. But I only lost my mind for about five minutes. Because you're eating that raw stuff with... with <laughs> yeah, great. With. <laughs> Big country raw? Yeah, your poops are smaller, so you don't freak out as much. Anyway, this is so embarrassing. I just is There's so much ego involved in... In this whole, hey, I interviewed Jim Caviezel, but I only recorded six minutes of it. Like, I just looked like such a tool. So, anyway. Yeah, but you, you were saying off air that you had some pretty interesting stuff with him. Hey, and great it, it, stuff with it, him. It sucks that we don't get to hear it, but the reality is is you're, you're, you don't need to worry about your ego necessarily because you got some good stuff. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you should be happy with that. Okay, thanks, Mr. Grass is Greener. Hey, I've been watching a whole bunch of previews for uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> documentary and I'm totally hyped about that it guy. looks great he I you know when you're a little kid he's just Excuse me, don't hijack the interview with Jim Caviezel with Mr. Rogers conversation I love Mr. Rogers even more now <laughs> ladies and gentlemen have a listen to six minutes that's that's what we'll call it six minutes with Jim we with should, Jesus six we minutes should, with Jesus we should have a, a a section where it's just six minutes with celebrities <laughs> and he's just like well Drew I'd like to tell you about that yeah, it cuts right in the middle. Yeah, You'll minutes. hear me. I'm right in the middle of a sentence, and it stops right at the very end. Anyway, after our six minutes with Jesus, uh, we'll be joined by other people. <laughs> hey, folks, Jim Caviezel and James Faulkner from Downton Abbey are bringing the iconic leader of the early church to the big screen. Paul, Apostle of Christ, comes to Canadian theaters March 28th. And uh, the website you want to go to to find out everything you need to find out is paulmovie.com, paulmovie.com. Basically, from what I'm getting here, the film takes place during the last two weeks of St. Paul's life. You know, there's the whole prison thing that goes down. And and Jim Caviezel's character, Luke, goes to find Paul in order to encourage him to stay the course so that his message of hope can reach the Christian communities who are experiencing unbelievable persecution at the time. And joining us right now, is Jim Caviezel. Jim, I, you know, I've often wondered when it comes to press junkets for these kinds of movies, what, what, what drives you bonkers? What aren't people getting about this film? Well, they seem to be getting this one pretty good. The, the big thing is, is like they're uh, kind of pondering why I'm doing a film with, about religion. And I said, well, well, why not? And 
and I said, you know, last Good Friday, uh, ISIS had Christians on the crosses, literally executed them, crucified them, and Coptic Christians, Chaldean, Syrian Christians, and um, and the persecutions going uh, around the world. Um, I I dare say that it, it's not happening now. So what what I'm hearing you say is that the media is kind of going, dude, you're doing another religious movie again? Like, do they ask you, are you afraid of getting typecast? Are you going to do real things, you know, real movies? Do they use that kind of language? Or is the media really on board with what you guys are doing? They infer it. Um, they infer it. But, I mean, all you have to do is look at the little film that they said wouldn't do very well. I think it's called The Passion of the Christ. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and the next one we're going to do is going to be the biggest one yet. So, yeah. but you know, the other films that are making them like star Wars, you know, they go into good versus evil, but the germ of a lot of those writers are pulling it right from scriptures. So the, the Bible is relevant. I mean, it's not like a history book that you read on the third Reich in Nazi Germany. Um, yes, it, it was bad, and you read it, and you go, wow, that really happened. But this has that, but there's a power in it that bypasses your brain and goes right into your heart. Hmm. And um, and I think it just that how I've been very blessed is that I get to do films about people searching for meaning and, and are looking for a purpose. And as far as the persecution, we, we talk about that. Uh, a lot in the Passion of the Christ. In fact, there was a line in there where Jesus says, if they persecute you, know they persecuted me first. But this is not being a Christian. It is not the way of the easy, but it is the way of the great. Yeah, someone mentioned to me the other day, I, I should have looked it up, I didn't have time, but I, apparently, I don't know, did Mel Gibson say something to you like, dude, if you do this movie, it's going to screw with your career a little bit? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. And he didn't want to blame from that. And then I came back with telling him, look, man, we're all called to carry our cross. If you don't pick up and carry it, yours, you will be crushed by the weight of it. Hmm. This is not one of these things where you can go, everything's to go away and sleep it off. As, as hell pulls you into the netherworld, heaven also pulls. And... Heaven just does it with love, and hopefully people will choose that. And and they're the big players in the game are us, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that are either bringing that message or bringing something that uh, is fear, which is why at that point, why would I even be, why would I even find that appealing? Um, I already have that in my life. I already have the void. There's a lot of that going on. I recently had two friends, husband and wife, who were on my payroll. Um, he was my chiropractor, and him and his wife committed suicide. Oh. And no, I had no clue that that was ever going to happen. I wished that. I always thought if that ever happened with someone in my life like that, I would know. And I had no idea this was going down. Wow, that is brutal. But out of that, and out of losing my lawyer, Frank Stewart. See, I originally read the script, and I said, "Nah, I, you know, I, I, 
I started looking at it and said, I'm not, I just don't have the appetite for it right now. My lawyer, Frank Stewart, at 21 years, was dying. And it was like losing a father to me and a brother. And, and, uh, and I went to uh, Poland to do my last project with him, and then I came home. He died. And um, David Zilon, the producer of this, came back and approached me again, and I went through it. Hmm. And immediately I saw all the martyrs. Um, that had passed, and and many of the martyrs that I've I've seen here in the United States, uh, uh, sorry, in the uh, uh, Chaldean, Syrian Christians, Coptic Christians being executed, and and I was in a place where Maximilian Kolbe in Auschwitz was killed, murdered by the Nazis. Hmm. Um, Father Jerzy Papayushko was murdered by the communists, and I said, man, this is now. And the, but that's not the message of this movie. The message of this movie is forgiving at all costs. It doesn't mean weakness. It does not mean the acceptance of evil. It means meeting evil face-to-face with love. And we need that now. Yeah. Well, okay, so th- you're saying that Paul, Apostle of Christ, is about forgiveness. Uh, the passion of the Christ was about love. Rapture! <laughs> <laughs> We're still here. Crap. <laughs> what a humbling experience. Not interviewing Jim Caviezel, but losing 20, no, 19 minutes of it. That's nice. Seriously, we have to have some episode called Six Minutes With and just randomly cut things off. In that the was Six Minutes with Jesus. Yes. Six Minutes What was with your favorite Jesus. show that he's done, right? He's done, uh, what, did I say? what are all the things again? Oh, uh, I really liked him in Thin Red Line. That's when I first sort of... Thin Red Line. Yeah, when I was first introduced to him um, and his work. Um, My first introduction was The Count of Monte Crisco. Crisco, the one about cooking. (laughs) The cooking show. (laughs) Um, And I did think he did an excellent job in Hacksaw Ridge. I thought that was... uh, He did some great work there as well. Nice to see, you know, yeah, he's sort of been typecast, I guess. And, you know, at least in in the movies is Jesus, but... He's done a lot of great work elsewhere, but my favorite, my first introduction, I think my favorite thing so far is Thin Red Line. Um, the Passion of the Christ wrecked me. I was just a sobbing, sobbing mess. It was an incredible film. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but I just... And The Passion of the Christ 2 is supposed to be, honestly, like, have you heard the skinny it's on this? It's supposed to be him in hell for the three days yeah, or something, right? but it's like blockbuster, like millions, like bigger, biggest thing you've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Great concept, though. Yeah. The three days Jesus is in hell. Oh, so does he go to the Bronx? Yeah. <laughs> Good talk.